All right, this is your boy JCF of The Prophet's Picks, and I got a few people I wanna promote on today. Highlighting Nails by Imani. That is once again, at nailsby.ymanii in Jonesboro, Georgia, 258 South Main Street, Suite F, Jonesboro, Georgia, 30236. Check out my daughter in Atlanta, Georgia. She is the best nail technician inside the 285 perimeter or outside of the 285 perimeter. Once again, it is 258 South Main Street, Sweet F, Jonesboro, Georgia, 30236. She's open right now in the Eastern Standard Time Zone. It is 12 over there right now. And in this time zone, Bishop's Southern Cuisine, 10400 South Post Oak Road, Suite E, Houston, Texas, United States of America, Bishop Southern Cuisine at gmail.com. Once again, Bishop Southern Cuisine. Check him out even during the holidays. Shopneolife.com forward slash Forest Health. Once again, that is shopneolife.com forward slash my last name and the word health ran by the Mrs. Heavenly Hair, as well as the online beauty boutique.com. Check her out. Check me out. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at profits underscore picks is the Twitter handle. The Prophets Picks 2019 is the Instagram handle, and I am at theprophetspicks at gmail.com. Arigato Joy, Arigato Joy at soundcloud.com. Check him out as well. Check us all out. We're one big happy family, and get ready for the show coming up next prediction shows for this week in the NFL at the Prophets Picks Football Podcast Show. Have a great day, everybody, and stay tuned to the show coming up next. One. All right, Tuesday, December the 6th, 2022. Good afternoon. If you are here in my time zone, it is 5.15 p.m. 15 minutes past the top of the hour. Good afternoon, Mountain Time Zone, 4.15 there. Good afternoon, West Coast, 3.15 there. East Coast, Atlantic Eastern Time Zone, 6.15 p.m. Good late afternoon, early evening. Welcome back to yet another edition of your podcast show, my podcast show, our podcast show, the Prophets Picks Football Podcast. Good afternoon to Anchorage, Alaska. What is up? And Hawaii. Aloha. Welcome back to the Prophets Picks Football Podcast show. It is 1.16 p.m. Hawaiian Standard Time. Aloha to Honolulu, Waikiki, Maui, as well as the World War II Pearl Harbor Memorial. This is yet another edition of the results show series here on the podcast Monday Night Football results show week 13 finale someone says I dodged a bullet on last night not literally speaking but metaphorically speaking yes 
the prophet's picks did in fact dodge a bullet on last night as a matter of fact it was such a huge bullet that if it hit superman he would have went down and we know that the man of steel is not stopped by mere mere simple earth bullets with that being said good afternoon once again good evening welcome back to the show I'm going to talk to you and everyone out there whenever you decide to listen to this podcast show about some of the results from a couple of days ago on Sunday, as it is once again, Tuesday, December the 6th, 2022. And the majority of the show, I'm going to talk to you all about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints. And you know, I was tired last night because somehow, some way, I put a 4-9 week 13 end record by the Buccaneers name in parentheses and I put a six and six at the end of week 13 win-loss record in parentheses by the New Orleans Saints name so yeah I was sleepy and I was tired last night and I was obviously drained Um, but nevertheless I'm not saying that to complain I'm saying that because I do in fact work hard very hard not just in life, but most importantly on this podcast show. So another week in the NFL ends. Um, There were some games in which um, I expected I would be disappointed in. And uh, there were two of those. Kansas City at Cincinnati. My prediction was Kansas City 33, Cincinnati 31. And Cincinnati won the football game. Um, And I had a feeling that they were going to win that football game. Um, But I just did not go with that feeling. I didn't stick with that gut. And just like in the AFC Championship game to go to the Super Bowl in SoFi Stadium, Los Angeles, Inglewood, California, Cincinnati Bengals defeated Kansas City 27-24. Same final score in the championship game. Um, It was a shootout um, this past January to end the regular season um, against the Kansas City Chiefs. And Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, it doesn't matter. Cincinnati Bengals right now, they are dominating the Kansas City Chiefs. And um, that's a problem. And that is something that the Chiefs are going to have to figure out. And they're going to have to figure that crap out soon. Because more than likely, the Chiefs will be seeing the Bengals again. Now, the dream situation for the Kansas City Chiefs is to... Continue to have that number one seed. We know the Buffalo Bills beat the Chiefs earlier this season. And now the Bengals have defeated the Chiefs this season. But the Chiefs still have the better record. But as of right now, Kansas City Chiefs are sitting at the number two seed. And that's why I say as of right now. Emphasis on that. Because I know in the NFL, especially on the AFC side of the bracket, anything can happen at any time. Anything can change at any moment. And at sunset here in the Central Division time zone, things have changed for not only the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs, but the Bengals because they won and the Miami Dolphins because they lost to the San Francisco 49ers. Not only that, now the San Francisco 49ers are the number three seed and the Bucks won on last night. They were the number four seed going into last night. They come out of last night still with the number four seed. 
and it all is um, graded on their win-loss record. And I still see the Dallas Cowboys with a 9-3 record, especially after lambasting the Colts the way that they did on Sunday night. I still see the Dallas Cowboys absolutely decimating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay this time around. Um, Buccaneers won in week one, but not only did they win in week one, but they put the the Cowboys season, uh, quite frankly, in a lot of jeopardy. But we learned very quickly, Dallas Cowboys isn't just deep and good on defense. They are deep and good in the quarterback classroom as well. And um, the other game that I was disappointed in, and I should have seen it coming a mile away, was the Chargers falling to the Raiders, their division rival, in a close game. My prediction was Los Angeles Chargers 24, Raiders 21. That was the fifth of six divisional games in week 13. And the actual final score was 27-20 Raiders over the Chargers. So both of my big disappointments came from the AFC side of things. Now, did I see the Bears upsetting the Green Bay Packers? Yes. And for a period of time during that game, Green Bay Packers were in fact losing that game. But they came back. In Aaron Rodgers' typical fashion, too bad the Packers can do the same thing against the Detroit Lions. And the final there was 28-19. My prediction was Green Bay losing to the Bears, the Bears, 27-20. And as Aaron Rodgers said at the end of that game, it truly has become his second home. Not only that, the Green Bay Packers now lead the NFL over the Bears all time in the entirety of the NFL as a franchise winning the most games As an NFL franchise in NFL history. So not only did Tom Brady make history on last night. I'll talk more about that in a moment. But Aaron Rodgers made history on Sunday. As well as the Green Bay Packers franchise. And we all know that was the 206th meeting of all time. So some type of history is going to be made when you're playing a team um, for the 206th time. Not Aaron Rodgers. That would be uh, mortally impossible But, uh, yeah, the Packers franchise in general. Not really a big disappointment, but the Giants and the Commanders tied in one of the first games to end on the Eastern Atlantic, Eastern Seaboard in East Rutherford, New Jersey. My prediction was New York 21, Washington Commanders 20. And the final score was a 20 to 20 tie in overtime. Thanks a lot, New York. You didn't get the job done and you were slowly but surely looking like the faults. Seven and three team, seven and two team, six and one team, seven and one team that I called out a few weeks ago. I don't know if anybody remembers that podcast show, but I specifically said that there are a group of teams right now that have really good one loss records, two loss records, and eventually the month of November and the month of December is going to squeeze the oil from that olive and the best teams is going to be squeezed out of that. The worst teams will be the crushed olive. I said that. I said there were false imposter winning teams as of mid-October. 
and the G-Men, they're one of those teams. Why? Because every NFL defense now has enough film to finally figure out what the Giants are doing offensively. Most importantly, what Daniel Jones is doing offensively week in and week out on an NFL gridiron. And they tied them. They tied them. They didn't win the game. They didn't lose the game. They tied them. And that is the second tie this NFL football season. So my overall numbers before I get into the results of the game on last night, the numbers of last night, um, I am 112-77-2. Thanks a lot, New York and Washington. On the season, last night, before the game, I was 7-6 and six in Monday Night Football. I am now 8-6 and six in Monday Night Football. Thank you very much, Tom Brady. Vintage Brady yet again, just like he was in the Rams game a few weeks ago. 9-4 on Sunday night. That game was never in doubt. Was never worried about it. Thursday night football, that game was never in doubt, was never worried about it. I am now 6-7. and seven. That is the primetime roll call in the NFL for me from Thursday night to last night. 6-7 and seven on Thursday night, 9-4 on Sunday night, 8-6 on Monday night. And in primetime, ladies and gentlemen, I went 3-0. and Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. In week 13, Kurt Warner's jersey number worked out for me <laughs> this week. I went 3-0 in prime time. A feat only accomplished, I believe, once. And that was that week when I went 4-0 in prime time. Other than that, I either go 1-2, 2-1, or I go 0-3. And there have been some weeks where I went 0-3, which brings forth this compounded, ugly-looking primetime record overall of 21 and 17. Hopefully I've counted up these numbers correctly at the end of each week. Um, I'm pretty sure I have with the overall record, but when I'm starting to break down, you know, primetime and all that stuff, that's when I sort of kind of, if I'm not paying attention and focusing, I'll kind of miss, mix, mix, miss a number, not mix, miss a number here or there. And uh, on Sunday, once again, thanks to the Giants and the Commanders, I went 8-3-1 and one on Sunday, which means I only got three games incorrect on Sunday. I already told you what those were. They were all divisional games with the exception of Kansas City and Cincinnati. That was a conference game. And uh, Ravens, I warned you, the Bengals are coming. They are on their way. The Bengals are now 8-4. Here they come. You've only defeated them once. If they defeat you once, we got a split. And all the Bengals have to do is win the rest of their games out if they beat you. Baltimore Ravens, better get your crap together and get it together right quick in a hurry. Because now you don't have Lamar Jackson again this season. Second year in a row for a good string of two to three weeks, possibly even a fourth week. He's suffered an injury to his knee this past Sunday. Get well very soon. L Jack. Action Jackson. With Sunday Night Football, I am now 9-3. I went 9-3-1, excuse me, this past weekend. And with last night's game, in week 13, I went 11-3-1. 11, 
12, 13, 14, 15. I was this close to having a perfect weekend. I was this close to going 15 and 0 in week 13. This close. Unbelievable. All right. It's time for the results of last night's game. And before we go to the results of last night's game, I just want everyone to know the Packers, the Saints, the Commanders, the Packers won, the Saints lost last night, the Commanders tied on Sunday, the Colts lost on Sunday night, the Bears lost to the Packers on Sunday, and Atlanta lost to Pittsburgh, and my Miami Dolphins lost to San Francisco 49ers. By the way, I did pick my Dolphins to lose, and I picked my Falcons to lose. It was easier to pick my Falcons to lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers than, in fact, it was to pick my Dolphins to lose to San Francisco. I said 22 to 20, 49ers over the Dolphins, and it ended up being a slugfest. 33 to 17, and it was an all one-sided slugfest with a third-string quarterback in Brock Purdy. And if you mess up that name, it's understandable. P-U-R-D-Y. You can easily say Brock, Brock Pretty, right? Easily say Brock Pretty. It's easy to mess up that last name if you're not focused and paying attention. The only team that was on a bye week this past weekend was 4-8 Arizona and 4-8 Carolina. Carolina of the South in the NFC. Arizona of the West in the NFC. But again... There's going to be six teams on a bye week for the second time this season and for the final time this season. This will be the final bye week coming up this weekend in the NFL. Once again, I'm 112-77-2 on the season. Monday Night Football, I'm 8-6 and and I am 21-17 in prime time. All right. I dodged the bullet on last night. Tom Brady, it took him seven years after Peyton Manning's retirement. But last night, Tom Brady finally caught up with Peyton Manning with total comeback from behind games in the fourth quarter victories. Now, two things to notice about this. The first thing to notice is it took Tom Brady to to play football seven years longer than Peyton Manning before he actually got to one of Manning's records and actually broke it. That's the first thing. The second thing is, that just goes to show you, there was a lot of games in which Tom Brady was didn't have to come from behind in, and there was a lot of games that Peyton Manning had to come from behind in. Third thing is, one of those games Tom Brady was involved in, and that was the AFC Championship game, in which the Colts finally overcame that hurdle, made it to Miami, Florida, to defeat the Chicago Bears in the Super Bowl. Circle of life, Lion King, everything is one big circle in the NFL and connected. And I will always intertwine it here on this show. But congratulations to Tom Brady. It's all about perspective. Which perspective you want to look at? It took him seven years of playing longer than Tom Brady. I beg your pardon, then Peyton Manning to break that record or dang, Peyton Manning and company, they were behind in a lot of games that he had to come from behind in. But in order to come from behind, you got to be great. 
you got to be great. And we all know Peyton Manning is one of the great ones. All right. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they improved to 6-6 six and six on the year. They entered the game on last night with a record of 5-6. and six. New Orleans Saints were at the bottom of the NFC South. They will stay there. They are 4-9. and nine. The Panthers had the luxury of being on a bye week. The Falcons did not. So somebody's going to win this division. And honestly, because all four of those teams are in this division... All four teams are still alive and every team is still alive because Brady and the Bucks aren't the Brady and the Bucks from the Super Bowl season and they are not the Brady and the Bucks from the divisional playoff round this past January, which keeps the hopes and the dreams of my Falcons, of the Carolina Panthers and of the New Orleans Saints, even though they lost them last night, keeping all of their dreams and their hopes alive. But there's a sliver of of hope is starting to die out for the New Orleans Saints because they are now one in five on the road. Tampa Bay Buccaneers go from 500 at home to one game over 500 at home, just like the Falcons, just like the Panthers, four and three at home are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers go back to having a one game losing streak. New Orleans Saints have a two game losing streak. They lost to the 49ers a couple of Sundays ago. My prediction was Tampa Bay 10 New Orleans Saints 9-9 in the 6th and final divisional game in week 13. And the final score was 17-16. How many times this season have we had a final record of 17-16? How many times? It's happened more times than we were realized. We've had a lot of 19-16 final scores this season. We've had a lot of 17-16 final scores this season and funny thing about it is I have predicted some 17 to 16 final scores but just not the same game for the same teams involved in the matchup Philadelphia and Indianapolis a few weeks ago 17 16 and that's just one of a few we've had some 16 to 13 finals Tampa Bay over the Rams And uh, it's been a very interesting season, as it always is in the NFL when it comes to final scores. 17-16, Washington over the Colts. That's funny. The Eagles and the Colts defeated. Beg your pardon. The Eagles and the Commanders both defeated the Indianapolis Colts with a final of 17-16 this year. Final scores is always something to look at in the NFL, and it has always intrigued me ever since I was 15 years of age. It was a field goal for Tampa Bay in the first quarter. No points for the Saints in the first quarter. Then the New Orleans Saints got lit. They got busy. They scored a field goal and a touchdown in the second quarter. It was 10-3 at the end of the first half. New Orleans Saints made more adjustments than the Buccaneers did because the Bucs didn't score a single point. In the third quarter, uh, New Orleans Saints scored a field goal. It was 13-3 to going into the fourth quarter. Man, Bucks in trouble at home, right? But then the magic, that is Tom Brady. After a field goal, by the way, making it 16-3 to for the New Orleans Saints. Vintage Brady. 
the fire being drafted so late over 20 years ago in the draft. All 32 teams passing on him. Not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, not five times. But six times. If memory serves me correctly. And finally, New England drafts him. All of that woke up inside of him last night. Vintage New England Patriot Tom Brady. 14 points scored in the fourth quarter, making the final 17 to 16. That last touchdown came in the final seconds, literally the final 20 seconds of the game. Just an exciting game. You could have tuned in in the fourth quarter and just watched the fourth quarter and was like, whoa, man, this game was exciting. Man, 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 always bet on 12 baby always bet on 12 and you know it just dawned on me i do have to minister this thursday and the number 12 is a part of my sermon and the 12 the number 12 has many many meanings all of them good all of them positive but it is the perfection divine government of our lord and savior jesus christ government and authority that's what the number 12 means. That's what it stands for. And if you go back into the annals of NFL history, every single quarterback that has donned the jersey number 12, for the most part, they have been great and they have won a Super Bowl. At least one. Most of these guys have won multiple Super Bowls. You don't believe me? Just like I give Bible when I'm preaching, I'll give proof when I'm giving the results of the results show on tonight, as well as proof of the comment I just made. Tom Brady, we'll start with him. Seven Super Bowls, jersey number 12. Terry Bradshaw, Pittsburgh Steelers, four Super Bowls, jersey number he wore, wore 12. Now, Jim Kelly wore the jersey number 12. He did not win a Super Bowl, but he got to four Super Bowls in a row. And this tough guy, man, I wanted to say something else won the most important battles of his life. Not once, but twice. Cancer. Jim Kelly, and he's still alive today. One of the greatest, if not the greatest, Buffalo Bill of all time. Even if Josh Allen wins a Super Bowl for Buffalo, which would be their first, Jim Kelly, in my eyes, is the greatest of all time as a Buffalo Bill. And we all know he played at the U. Now, there were other quarterbacks that their names currently escape me because I'm focused on getting you the results, the rest of the results of this game of last night. But I'm pretty sure there is a Dallas Cowboy quarterback at some point in time, somewhere along the line, where the jersey number 12 has donned the Vince Lombardi trophy. And let's not forget Aaron Rodgers, jersey number 12, Super Bowl in Dallas. Speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, by the way. Absolutely and totally carving up the secondary of the Falcons that year, the G-Men that year in that playoff, and then, of course, eventually arriving into Dallas and carving up Mike Tomlin's Troy Polamalu-led secondary, by the way. We all know who Troy Polamalu is, and if we don't know, 
we better know and we better find out and better go ask somebody, as they like to say so much. So the New Orleans Saints fall to one in five away from their cozy confines of Caesars Palace Superdome in Nolens, Louisiana. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers improved to six and six and four and three at home. 14 first downs for the Saints, 12 of 14 through the air, one of four, 14 on the ground. Buccaneers defense made a mistake that awarded the Saints um, offense a first down. 14 third downs, converting five. 57 total plays in the game. 298 total yards in the game. That's rushing and passing. The Bucks and the Saints had 11 total offensive drives in the game. Only difference is New Orleans Saints averaged 5.3 yards per play. Buccaneers averaged 4.7 per play. 84 penalty yards on six penalties for the Saints. Time of possession, 29 minutes and 59 seconds. Tumbay Buccaneers time of possession, 30 minutes and 5 seconds. Basically the same amount of time with the time of possession. There was a fumble in the game by the rookie running back. I believe that is a Rashard. And then, of course, Tom Brady threw an interception. Just plain as day interception thrown to Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee, Demario Davis. He and his wife feeds the community of New Orleans. They got a food truck. If you're going to invest in something, invest in people, invest in people in your community, feed your community. That's the greatest thing that you can do. Some of them pay for the food, but a good portion of that food is given away. He's a millionaire. He can do that. He's able to do that. God has blessed him and his wife and their beautiful family, by the way, to be in a position to do what it is that they do. No negativity here on this show, only the truth. And if you've received the truth as negativity, something's wrong with you. All right. 25 first downs for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on last night. 19 of the 25 through the air, as you would expect in classic Tom Brady fashion. Four of the uh, the 25 first downs on the ground in New Orleans Saints defense made two mistakes that awarded the Buccaneers offense first downs. 15 third downs, eight of those third down, eight of those 15 converted. 75 total plays of offense in the game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on last night, they averaged 4.7 yards per play, which I've already mentioned. They both had 11 total drives in the game. Um, that 350 total was passing and rushing. Um, 39 penalty yards on four penalties. And again, the fumble loss, the interception thrown, time of possession, 30 minutes, five seconds for Brady and his bunch. Andy Dalton completed 20 passes on 28 pass attempts, giving him only eight completions. And the rookie Ohio State Buckeye, Chris Olave, had his first drops of the season last night. He was targeted six times. He had four completion, uh, receptions, excuse me. But Andy Dalton went 20 for 28 once again. 229 through the air, average 8.2 per completion. Touchdown pass. He was sacked twice for a loss of 18 yards. Quarterback rating of 68.5. Overall rating of 107.6. Taysom Hill completed one pass for 21 yards. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Mark Ingram, the second. 27 yards rushing. Alvin Kamara, 26 yards rushing. What is wrong with the rushing attack of the New Orleans Saints? With Kamara, 
and of course with your boy Mark Ingram II. Woo woo big trust, right? What's going on? Oh yeah, that's right. That was in Baltimore, and I knew that already. I just wanted to mess with the Saints fans out there. Overall, for the game, New Orleans Saints, 25 carries, 66 rushing yards, 2.6 was the average per. No rushing touchdowns. Rashid Shahid, say his name three times fast. Four receptions, 75 yards, 18.8 was the average per reception. Taysom Hill got a receiving touchdown. He completed a pass. Taysom Hill also ran the football three times. He's also the first NFL player to do something as a rushing, passing receiving type of player i don't remember what that stat was so i probably shouldn't have mentioned it makes me look bad either way the new orleans saints wide receivers tight ends h-backs fullbacks running backs and then of course their jokers which is Taysom hill he can do it all right 21 receptions 250 receiving yards averaging 11.9 per and the one receiving touchdown to that joker Taysom hill Tom Brady, probably more so than any other quarterback, has broken the Prophets' picks. Negative omen. That's the only negative thing at this show, by the way. Which is 40 passes attempted. Normally when a quarterback has attempted to pass 40 times in a game, it's in a losing effort. Or they're just absolutely and totally blowing the other team off the field. Or it's a shootout. It's one of those three. It's one of those three. It can be all. And on last night, classic Tom Brady breaking even my you just can't do it or can't do's. 36 completions on 54 pass attempts. 281 yards, averaged 5.2 yards per completion. Two touchdown passes, one just on Tom Brady-like interception. Quarterback rating 37.2, overall rating of 84. Leonard Fournette looked really good. He averaged 4.9 yards per carry, 10 for 49. No rushing touchdowns for the Bucks either. 20 carries, 76 yards. Chris Godwin, there was a Chris Godwin sighting on last night. There was also a Julio Jones sighting on last night. Dropping more than he caught. Part of the reason why Atlanta went ahead and moved on from him. Chris Godwin, 8 for 63. Rashad White, the running back, the rookie, he did fumble last night. But he had 9 coverage for 28 yards. And then he had 6 receptions for 41 yards. This guy's going to be a beast. Especially if he, if he grows in whatever offense, right? 6 of 41 and receiving touchdown. And then Cade Otten. It was Cade Otten and Rashad White, the two rookies for the Bucks on last night, getting the game deciding touchdowns late in the game. Buccaneers, receivers, H-backs, tight ends, fullbacks, running backs combined on last night. For 36 receptions, 281 receiving yards, averaging 7.8 per two receiving touchdowns once again to the two rookies, rookie tight end Cade Otten and the rookie running back. Rashad White. I already told you Rashad White fumbled on last night. Jarvis Landry fumbled on last night. It was recovered. Rashid Shahid fumbled on last night. It was recovered by Alvin Kamara. And then Carl Granderson, the defensive lineman for the New Orleans Saints, recovered Rashad White's fumble on last night. 
Marcus May, the former New York Jet, 11 total tackles, 8 solo. And then Bradley Roby, the former Denver Bronco and Houston Texan, 8 total tackles, 6 solo in the pass defense. 71 total tackles, 43 solo tackles, 1 sack, 2 tackles for a loss, 7 pass defense, and 6 quarterback hits on Tom Brady last night. Made Tom Brady very uncomfortable last night, especially with that interception that Demario Davis got. But Tom Brady overcame. Right? We shall overcome. Right? That's what Tom Brady did on last night. He overcame. Overcame with just all kinds of power and authority. And it came on last night. Like once Tom Brady got lit, once that fire was ignited in him, that really never goes out. It'll probably just go to like a slow burn, right? Like a dim burn. Once you ignite it, everybody better watch out. Look out, watch out. And trust me, if you're not doing what you're supposed to do with Tom Brady during the game, he will tell you to sit down because I'm not going to give you the football. Forget about it. And he has the right to. Right? He has the right to. Levante David on last night, speaking of the Buccaneers, 12 total tackles, 10 solo, a sack, two tackles for a lost quarterback hit. I don't got to read nobody else. Levante David was the man on last night. Devin White continues to slowly but surely go into the realm of obscurity, but I'm pretty sure he will come back. Um, and if he doesn't, you're probably going to see him released or traded from Tampa. For the first time in his career, he ran into some character issues a few weeks ago in a football game, and it was well publicized. But I do believe that he's still one of the leaders of this football team, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 60 total tackles, 45 solo tackles, two sacks last night on Andy Dalton, and then three tackles for a loss. Four passes defense, three quarterback hits on Andy Dalton. And as I end this show, guess what? TCU versus Michigan in the college football playoff, New Year's Eve. And uh, Tom Brady graduated from the University of Michigan, and uh, Andy Dalton graduated from TCU. It's going to be the purple, silver, and black of TCU versus the blue, or should I say the gold and the amazing blue. Rest in peace, Jim Mandich. And uh, this has been Sunday Night Football. Beg your pardon. Listen to me. This has been Monday Night's Football Results Show, Week 13 Finale. Yes, sir. I'm 112.77-2 on the year. And I am getting ready to give you this week's Thursday Night Football winner. It's a snooze fest. It's a sleeper. This prediction show won't be long. Trust me. And I'm going to roll right over into at least the first uh, week 14 game um, at one o'clock this Sunday, at least. So I'm you can put me down for sure for at least three podcast shows on tonight. Coming up next, Raiders at Rams. It's going to be a snooze fest. Trust me. Um, picked up off of waivers, Baker Mayfield, after the Carolina Panthers granted him his request, 
he was in fact released from the um, Carolina Panthers. The former number one uh, pick for the Cleveland Browns did not work out in Carolina, and he goes from the East Coast to the West Coast. How will things work out for him out there? Rams are just going to look at him. I'm Derek, they're going to look at him. I don't blame him for doing so. Um, but here's the thing. That offensive line, and I'll talk more about that coming up, that offensive line in Los Angeles needs to get their crap together. Because if you put Zeus back there, Zeus is going to go down. This is the NFL. The only power that will not get knocked down in that backfield is Jesus Christ himself. That's it. Other than that, you're going down. Offensive line has to protect the quarterback. I don't care who you have back there. Unless it's Christ Almighty himself. They're going to go down. And they're going to go down hard and mercilessly. This has been the Prophets Picks Monday Night Football Results Show Week 13 finale. My prediction was Tampa Bay 10. New Orleans Saints 9. The final was 17-16. Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the New Orleans Saints vintage comeback fashions in the final seconds of that game last night. One.